Hello and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian, actor, Zach O'Ryan. How you doing? Hey, what's up? I'm doing good. <laughs> awesome. We've only been talking for like three hours before this podcast, so... No, this is fine. We're, we're an hour and a half late, right on time. Yes, it's right on time. Comedy still exists, people. are still showing up late. Um, <laughs> so the first question I always ask on this podcast is how much time have you done, which is like therapy or like psych ward stuff. And I know that your experience is different than some of the other guests on the podcast. Yeah, my experience um, is different. But yeah, go ahead. I've done zero time. At, well, <laughs> I, I went and saw a therapist once after the ex my ex-girlfriend that I really, really liked mm -hmm. wouldn't get back with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'll go to therapy. And she was like, prove it. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as he got. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then she didn't get back with me. So I was like, well, I'm not fucking doing that again. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> so, like, therapy sucks. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. So to me, therapy didn't work. It didn't get me back with my ex -girl. So therapy, That's why you're here. therapy can't get you pussy, so it's useless. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Well, that didn't work. All right. Back to reading self-help books. <laughs> well, one of the first times I met Zacho was probably at a comedy club. And we talked about like being anxious on stage. Um, and that. you, we really bonded over this book that you recommended to me, which I never read, but I saw that it had really good reviews and I know that it like kind of shifted. Yeah. It was the one with the octopus. What's it called? Uh, was that the ego? It, no, it's it something with like ego. anxiety and how you exactly have like all these different. About. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure the title out later. Yeah. But yeah, it was a book that we related to each other on, um, about anxiety. And I just remember like, I thought that. You and I had a connection because I saw you biting your nails, and I was like, that's my guy. <laughs> yeah. She, she, when I was like, do you have Oh, first we make the beast beautiful, right? First Something, we make, yeah, yeah make the and beast it's about beautiful. Like, it's about all like, about using it as your superpower rather anxiety than as thinking your about yes, it as, yes. like, uh, as like disabling you. Yeah, you were so excited. I said, I was like, you have anxiety? And she heard anxiety, and she was like, I have been waiting <laughs> for someone to everybody. ask me about anxiety. And I was like, oh, shit, let's go. I've been, yeah. you, you want some nails to chew on? Exactly. I'll chew on the right hand. I'll give you all of mine if I have any left. Yeah, I was reading this book, and I can't remember the author that wrote it, but it was a great book, and it was mm -hmm. about how they, she was comparing anxiety to – she was like, okay, when I was growing up, they were like, okay, your uh, daughter – is and when she was younger, it was just kind of like your daughter's slow. You know what I mean? Like your mm -hmm. daughter's a slow learner. She needs this. So then they put her on a bunch of pills and sent her off to school. And then she was having ADD, right? So then they're like, oh, she also has ADD. So then they put her on another set of pills, mm -hmm. and it was like a constant series of this sixteen new pills. To where when she was graduating high school, she was on like ten prescription drugs, and they just kept finding these little problems with her. Mm -hmm. Never, but anxiety is newly found. Like, they really didn't have, like, a, an anxiety blanket back then, right? It was just, like, all this different shit they would say. Yeah. Right. It like, was all these different. Crazy. Yeah. So that's what they were prescribing her was stuff for, like, schizophrenia because they had all this, but they didn't have anxiety. So when right, she got right. done with all that, she got, like, married, was still, like, debilitated, suffering through all this. Mm -hmm. And she finally got to a point where she was like, okay. She got, like, divorced. And she was like, I really need to figure out what's going on. And... She ended up doing some research, and she found, and she wrote a book about how she discovered, she was like, look, I don't have schizo, I, I don't have ADD, I don't have any of this, I have severe anxiety, mm -hmm. and these are the effects of that, mm -hmm. attention deficit disorders and effect of that, being a different person. Is in that why it's like the setting. octopus that like branches out, right. kind of, so and the it's octopus like. octopus head was her anxiety, and right. all the tendrils, all the tentacles were like these different branches off of that. 
Right. I think everybody has that. I think for me, it was right. like I was kind of that kid that was like the guinea pig. Yeah. And I got all these like prescriptions for ADD, OCD. They thought I had bipolar, which I'm not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like because of symptoms. And my main thing is OCD. And then right. I, from that, I have anxiety and I can't focus because I'm obsessive. You know what I mean? Right. And an eating disorder that's like based on OCD, but it's all OCD. Right. And, and I understand that like in everybody's case is going to be different. But in right. her case, she, she found out that the anxiety was like the head of her like octopus. Right. So in her head, she was like, I want to do some self-study, self-research, figure out how to solve this problem. And when she did and she started like really like caring more for herself and taking care of herself and because that was the person that she always like kind of like slipped. She was good to her family, good to her friends, good to her husband. She always like kind of let herself go. Mm-hmm. When she started taking care of herself, taking care of her mind and treating the anxiety, she was zero pills. She got off every single med. And we're talking about a girl who was – she had like 10 different oh – prescriptions in high school that's great in high school mm-hmm. 10 yeah. different sets of prescriptions and i was just living her life you're like under 18 no yeah yeah i just living and taking care of the anxiety but it was good to like read that book and kind of see all of these little issues she was having because like i go through my day sometimes i'm oh that was a bipolar movement for sure mm-hmm. oh that was some like schizo shit yeah. oh that was some add shit and mm-hmm. then when i really came to realize like i think a lot of my problems are anxiety mm-hmm. which causes me to lash out in these certain different ways yeah and then these certain different ways are just a definition of like this other disability Mm -hmm. then it's like okay if i just handle it here i think i'll stop lashing out right you're handling the root of the problem Mm -hmm. yeah instead of like the little like branches that don't really like relate to the root it's kind of just like it's like an extension. Right. The yeah. only way I can relate to this is that when I was a kid, they tried to tell me I had asthma, but I was just fat. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't run because I was five foot four and weighed 190 pounds. It was yeah. like, it was not a good move. They're like, what's yeah. really going on here? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I think it's his lungs. It's the Coca-Cola. He's like, I have ADD. They're like, why? He's like, because in class, I can't stop thinking about hamburgers. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, man. It might not be ADD. It might just be fat as shit. Look at you breathing all heavy. I didn't know. I didn't know I was gay for the longest time because I always had a crush on the lunch lady because she had food. I was so confused. Was so he only needed made his, sense. his inhaler in the sense. lunchroom. <laughs> Stella, give me that sandwich. Yeah. Like, oh, she's so beautiful. So Angelic. you, so you seemed like you really related to that book because your experience was very similar to her in like the direct sense, where it's like that was your main issue. That was what my, are like yeah. the branches of your anxiety though, like that you thought that could have been different than from like your core, like your core issue is anxiety, yeah. but like what were the things that you did or experienced? They were like, oh, like this is just an extension of like this one thing I have. Where's the anxious show yeah. up? I thought I was bipolar for the longest. Okay. Uh, because my father was a very, very angry person, very aggressive person, okay. and I have that in me. And mm-hmm. it, like I used it as like to solve solutions, like coming up in life. Uh, Vic, uh, also, just being like where I'm from, like grew up in the South. Yeah. Then went to Toledo, Ohio when I was 13. You, you mix that shit together. You're oh yeah. Fucking fighting people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a so, bar fight. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just <laughs> two like, very different kinds I, of drunk I came angry. up in the yeah. 90s. Like we all know what this shit was. So it, I used that, and then. But on the other hand, like, I'm also a very affectionate person. I'm always also very, like, fucking show me puppies, dude. I'll go kiss a puppy on the mouth right now. You know what I mean? So I always was like, why I just am got I this? One. <laughs> why am I? Why do I, why do I sometimes feel like this, sometimes feel like that? And it didn't make sense to me because anyone else I saw, I never saw that in them. It's kind of just, like, steady. Yeah, so I was like, damn, I'm yeah. bipolar as fuck. But then, like, I would also have moments where I'd be listening to a conversation and I – 
I come back after a minute and I swear I'm looking right at this person talking for a minute and I have not heard a word they've said. Yep. I don't know their name, nothing. And it's like, I didn't mean to do that. Like I want to show you my totally. attention, but I don't know where the hell I just was. And it wasn't like I was thinking about something else. No, yeah. I was just going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, Holy but shit. do you, but is it your anxiety though? Like so you start, what I figured out was <laughs> that would only happen in instances where I would feel like maybe inferior in a setting so oh, like, interesting a lot of times that would happen if some, if like a teacher was like giving me a lesson or like if an instructor or like a professor or if someone at my work was like trying to train me and teach yeah. me something because they're on a different like ladder of the hierarchy than me i would yeah. notice that that would happen then so then did you get anxious about like your inferiority i would be anxious in about well yeah i mean that my an inferiority would cause like the anxiety yeah and then that would happen it, okay. Because like when I would feel comfortable in situations, mm-hmm. like that would never happen. I'd show you my right. attention. I know everything you're saying. Yeah. And then that's when I started to connect the two. I was like, oh, the issue. This isn't just random. Like this is when this is happening. Mm-hmm. So it took like a lot of self reflection and like going back. Like I used to do this like three month thing, mm-hmm. where I'd go back three months of like what happened in my life and like the the writing that I've done and be like, why was I doing that? And it like mm-hmm. helps me remember things because I got a bad memory. Mm-hmm. And I would notice, like, oh, yeah, when I was in that social setting, I felt really weird. What was that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was in a situation where maybe I was, like, inferior to everybody else from, like, whatever reason that I thought, Mm -hmm. when really that wasn't the case. But I put it in my own head, and then that's when I started to have these, like, symptoms. And it was all stemming from just my anxiety that I created. Like, that environment really wasn't like that. It was just a hierarchy I created in my own head and placed myself on this status here, which is something that, which is the most, the thing I do the most. I always put myself like on a, on a, in a place where like the person I'm talking to for whatever reason is like on this podium Mm. and it's like, don't fuck up. Like that was kind of my thing. Like a people pleaser. Don't Mm -hmm. fuck up Mm -hmm. with this person. Like tell what does this person like want to hear and shit. Right. And it took me battling that to never do that to cure my anxiety to not feel inferior right. so right. it was like this double-edged thing you gotta yeah you just like knock down ends. the yeah. pieces yeah and then once i like learned that 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 was what was happening i was like oh yeah, i'm creating this in my head and then mm-hmm. that started to like wash everything it cure it fixed the anger it fixed i mean all of the things mm-hmm. that i would experience yeah that's ADD, yeah even, it would, but like, that's so everything. like typical because like my my eating disorder got better when I cured my OCD. My anxiety got yeah. better. My depression got better. Everything got better. Mm-hmm. Because my eating disorder was based off like strict eating times. And that's like so obsessive compulsive. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. an obsession about the times and then a compulsion to do it. And it's like there are certain things that you do to kind of like, I guess, try to like knock certain things down. Yeah. But like once you knock those things down, the root of the problem, you're like, wait, so like this is how I'm supposed to be living. It's supposed to be yeah. fine. You know what I mean? But like, so your anxiety comes from like your feeling of inferiority. But is that like, because sometimes when I'm watching like a movie, I could literally not even be on my phone and watch it and have no idea what I'm watching for like 30 yeah. minutes. Oh, and yeah. my roommate would be like, what do you mean you didn't watch it? And I was like, I had no idea what was going on. Right. You know what I mean? But d- does that happen in other areas when you're not anxious? Do you have anxiety like all the time? Like, do you feel like you were born with it or is it only in like, situational anxiety well that's a tough question to answer because i think you can be anxious even when you don't have the stimulus around you that typically causes you anxiety yeah so i experience that same thing i'll be watching a movie i'll be like what the fuck just happened how they get into the woods yeah and you're not doing anything else you're not doing anything else (laughs) but then you realize what you were doing and a lot of times i will realize that i kind of was doing something else maybe i was scrolling on instagram 
making sure none of my ex saw that exes saw that new story I just put up. She's looking, <laughs> I say making sure they didn't see, hoping they looked <laughs> at that yeah. last story I put. <laughs> or and it's all like this Brittany, hidden he misses ang- you. That's like hidden anxiety, you know what I mean? And I'd come back and I'd be like, I it really don't have like an attention issue from the perspective where I think I have solely ADD. It's like this is what's sparking that ADD. Right. Because right. the way I look at everybody isn't like, oh, Drew Lauren has ADD. Oh, Matt schizo. It's I think we're all like Madden ratings. Like Madden the video game, you know how mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, what's yeah. your what's your speed rating? Ninety. That motherfucker's fast. Yeah. Ours is like, Hey, what's his ADD rating? It's like seventy. Like that he he'll listen sometimes. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I think we all have that. So I think it's yeah. just like when does it kinda of trigger? And I think we we have to kinda of always figure out a way to balance all that shit. Right. We all have it. Right. I think everyone's so different. Like there's certain situations where like I'm known as an anxious person Mm -hmm. and my best friend is known as a very like non-anxious person but there are situations where I'm so calm and she's like why are you calm and I'm like because this just doesn't make me anxious you know what I'm saying I think everybody has their things that make some trick like trigger off like an on and off switch so I think that like there are certain things that definitely like make you like zone out or there's certain anxiety situations where like I can be so anxious about like what other people are thinking but like today this like scammer called me and I just like fucked with him yeah. and she was like looking at me like how the fuck do you like do that <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like how do you yeah. fuck with people and not care and I'm like I don't give a shit but I but I think about what everyone's thinking of me all the time yeah you know there I think that certain people have time. different things all the time yeah that's my I would say it's better it's getting better because it's the one thing that I've been focusing on for like the last two years it's mm-hmm. like it's a, I mean that's a tough battle to get to a point where you really don't care what anybody else thinks good but to be a comedian and not try and like manage other people's impressions of, of you is just completely like it's two opposites right the absolutely right. so which is why like when i first it, it, like comedy's helped me so much because it's yeah. the first time i've been exposed to having to be the voice in a room full of people that some of them i may feel inferior to in the past based on like totally. the, the problems that I had right does your does your anxiety because I know you you focus on the crowd a lot mm-hmm. like does your anxiety because this happens for me and it probably happens for every comedian but specifically for people with anxiety like the whole crowd could be laughing but if that one person in the front is like giving me a judgmental look I'll yeah. be like I had a shitty set honestly you know what I mean like no. I focus so on that that doesn't fuck with me because man my Stand up. I feel like I experience stand up differently than a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I internalize a lot of stand up. Stand up sometimes when I'm on stage turns into a me thing and me thing only mm-hmm. in a weird way. I'll try to connect with the audience and then I'll hit a zone to where I'm like, oh, I'm fully connected. And to me, I'm just killing if I'm like, I'm being me on stage. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The sheer fact of being me on stage isn't going to make me look to see who's not laughing. Right. I'll fall mm-hmm. into pocket and be like, oh, this is like how I wrote it. This is how I thought about it. This is me up here. Right. The only time I'll really do some shit like that is where I'll like say a joke that maybe it's like a newer joke, right? And I'm trying to like look and figure it out. And then I'll kind of look and be like, okay, this kind of person will kind of like that joke. And then, the, like, this, his girlfriend hated that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what's going on. Fuck with that. But, like, for the most part, I don't really look at individually at how I just feel like the vibe. I feel it. You can feel it. Totally. I don't even totally. need to hear it. I, can, mm-hmm. I feel the vibes. Like, if I get off stage, that's why I said earlier, like, whether the crowd was 
dying applause break or nothing or whether they were like a little bit lower I don't like blame the audience because in my head I can be like if, even if that two even if that table didn't outwardly like clap I felt that we were cool like I felt right. that right there. so exactly I'm just starting to learn how to like ride the waves like yeah. Matt was saying he like grew up doing opera and he likes to he like sings to him that's kind of how I try to be up there like can we fall into a vibe no that's very similar that's a very similar mentality because mm-hmm. I had a roommate last year who um was in like a singing group at DePaul and I was like wait so like how do you know if you're bombing or not you know what I mean because it's yeah. like you're singing and she's like it's a feeling like oh you know feel? and oh, I'm yeah. like oh like I I I know you know sometimes we but it's like Stand-up is such an immediate reaction that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, they didn't laugh with me. It's not funny. Or, like, they didn't like it because mm-hmm. of this, but I know that I'm going to keep working on it, yada, yada. But, like, yeah. singing, you're not – it's not It's not like a, oh, stand-up, you're funny. Oh, singing, okay, what – There, it's just emotions. In God, it's how not... great would it be to just be a dope-ass singer? Right. It, people come <laughs> well, here. It was a good right? time. Oh, my Before God. I smoked and drank, it was a good Seriously, time. Seriously, what's wrong with you? People would <laughs> they would have come to your concerts. They know you? every song you're about to do. They right. know the whole thing. And they want thing. you to sing the about, old ones. They're about oh, to yeah. They don't care about new material. They're fucking in mind. There's gonna be a whole bunch of people crying. Oh yeah. Throwing panties at oh, you. They I know it. I miss being able to make people cry regularly with like performing because you can't do that as a comedian. Ugh. But like I miss like knowing that what I was doing was that effective and powerful and well executed. Has anybody Ugh. ever cried at one of your sets? Oh, uh, well, there were guys that I've taken to see me perform for the first time who probably wept on the way home, like, oh my God, uh, what did yeah. I just witness? No, but, but comedy, like, has anybody ever made somebody, like, upset? Or no, anything? after the set, I, I, I did, uh, I couldn't help myself, but I was grabbing drinks, and I had <laughs> to, this lady went on a absolute rant about, yeah, she was, I don't know what happened, but I did eventually have, she was trying to just play the victim on everything, and I did have to actually ask her if she was retarded. And she did <laughs> cry. She cried. And then Manny was like, let's get out of this town. And then oh we left God. that town. Like, I'm done. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. I was like, let's get out of here. I did not even expect that. I thought you were going to, like, I asked her. No, like, she I said some she... crazy, crazy shit about how she's not, like, it was some crazy shit about how, like, she's not racist, but, like, she just doesn't want... However, new, there's yeah, always yeah, a however. A yeah, she doesn't want the new black guy living next to her, and I was I couldn't handle. Oh well, that, it. I didn't, that's I good. She needs to vet it. all of her black people. She has to decide which ones get to be within a mile radius. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, this is crazy. Um, it, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I was like, let it fly. No one here knows you. Totally. Also, <laughs> well, there were so many R words you could have used. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there was. Oh, but like, I skipped so the racist one and just went right to uh, it. Um. So you said that you, obviously I know you struggle with anxiety, like you were struggling before comedy and a little bit during, but comedy helped you get over that. What was like, before that, I know you said 13 to 18 was like a lot of bullshit kind of going on in your life. Like, did that contribute to any anxiety, which I'm sure is yes. Yeah, I'm having... Like, do you want to talk about it and kind of like how that contributed to everything? Yeah, I'll talk about that shit. <laughs> I've uh, I've had anxiety since I was thirteen. So this is where this is the moment that drove my life into sitting here drinking red wine out of this jelly cup. <laughs> uh-huh. This when I was, I think my parents got divorced when I was eight. Okay, maybe younger. Third grade, second. Grade. Down south, yeah. they, my dad moved up to Ohio. He didn't really. I didn't really have a relationship with him for like a year or two after. No, probably for two years after he moved. So now I'm with my mom, my stepdad. My stepdad's a great guy. I'm, I'm living a great life down south. I'm loved. J- 
just I got my cool ass older sister. She don't even know she's gay yet, which is the mm-hmm. coolest person ever. Mm-hmm. That's a cool ass person. Yeah. <laughs> just I, I'm living a good life down there, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like 11. Mm-hmm. My dad pops back into my life, and he's living in Ohio. He's got a bunch of money. He's buying me everything. Any game I want, Pokemon card. I didn't have to. But he bought me a Charizard. What Pokemon card do you want? Charizard. Bought me a Charizard. I didn't have to open no packs for it or nothing. <laughs> you were Love the coolest kid in 1999. Yeah, po- whatever, whatever you want. He's oh, buying it for oh, me. Oh, I was just going to – oh, you were so young. I was going to ask, like, did that register? I'm like, like 12. He's not emotionally there I'm like, I'm like 10, 11, right? Right. So now he's back in my life. So he life. gets whatever you want, but, like, what about, like, emotionally? Like, right. He so just he's not like nothing. Not... Who knows? Yeah. But at 10 yeah. or 11, I don't need nothing emotionally. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what those are yet. Charizard's your – Right. Charizard <laughs> is emotional. That's about your emotional capacity. Yeah. If my Pokemon card's Pokemon. shining, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so glossy glossy <laughs> when I was like 12 I went up this is right before I started high school and I'm living down south I'm down I'm southern I'm down south Beaufort the summer before my last year in school mm-hmm. so the summer before my 8th grade I went and visited my dad because he dropped out in the 8th grade because he's from the south we right, just wanted to make right. that really clear I've already yeah I've already met the expectations for a southern kid yeah like the missing teeth really just add yeah they yeah. don't detract these are chiclets exactly <laughs> the summer before my lat my eighth grade year which was my last year in middle school i went and visited my dad and then again it was just like that summer i was there for like two months anything i wanted it was crazy and then before i left he was like oh he was like you have fun i was like oh, i had so much fun he's like take all your gifts back down i was like thank you so much and he was like you know you know when you're 13 you can live wherever you want wouldn't you like rather live like here where I got a lot of money because like down south we're just you know this is southern we're just living in fucking Beaufort South Carolina nobody got yeah. money eating baked beans out yeah, of a can yeah baked beans out of cans and shit but like it's fun down there we're living right but I was like yeah I want to live but you got the money hell yeah I want some money I'm 12 years old money yeah of course cares. send a check yeah so he's like alright well you just tell your mom you want to move here and, and I was like well she's going to be super upset and he was like yeah. well just tell her you know we'll take her to court and they'll have to make it oh, happen fuck. he told me that I was like, yeah, I'll just tell you that. So he, he bribed you and that. made wow. it your idea. Made it my idea. So then I'm 12 years old. I wonder oh. what the emotional manipulation was like during the marriage. Like, I'm sure your mom was having a blast. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad. That was a lot of fun. My, my, the re, I go by Zach O'Ryan. I don't use my last name for a lot of things, but when in my last well, name. Well, because the Warrens. My last name in Ohio, my dad was the biggest Coke dealer in Toledo. Oh. So my last name, people oh, knew my last name because of my dad. When and he it's was like younger. a safety issue. Yeah. A safety issue. I mean, my dad held a gun to my mom's head. Like we're talking, my dad's a manipulative person, bad, bad dude. Six five three. He don't want nothing but, but a good you, time. When did you right. realize? Six five three hundred twenty pounds. So no one questions anything. No, no. When did you realize he was um, like abusive? Like, don't get into that. So I get down twelve years old. Twelve years old. I get back to South Carolina. How's the trip? So good. So good. Okay, cool, cool. You got a lot of gifts. Holy shit. My mom, like, I think my mom kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's cool. She's like, all right, we well, get ready for the school year, all this stuff. I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, this can be the last school year, though. And she's like, why? I was like, well, I'm going to move with my dad for high school. Yeah. And she started bawling. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. That was, like, the first time it hit. And I was like, damn, that's actually, like, I never even thought it could be fucked up. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait a second. What the fuck? And then she was like, um, like, what? It just kind of like startled her. Yeah, so yeah. I had no idea. About? Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm moving with dad because in South Carolina when you're 13, 
you can make that choice. And, my, and she was just like, fuck. You know, I know, like, looking back, she's probably just like, he, you know what I mean? He, his dad told him that. But then she, obviously, as any mom, she's like, no. Hell, no. You're not moving with your dad. <laughs> He's crazy. You're not. Right. And I was right. like, yeah, 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 I am. And he told me he would say this. And if you don't let me, we're just going to take you to court. And I've never seen. She lost it. I mean, she got sad. You know what I mean? Because she knew that you were choosing Pokemon cards over her. Well, she felt that you didn't know. She can't be like mad at me because I think she was a little mad at me. But let's yeah. see. Yeah. I think grade. she what realized what really happened. You know yeah. what I mean? She probably like saw you and was like, "Oh, he's like probably broken." Well, like, she was also like, she was also saying that she was like, he, she explained what he's doing. She's like, he's buying you all this stuff. Like, trust me. But you're 13. You're 20 mm-hmm. years old. You don't know any of that. I was like, no, it's gonna be fine up there. My cousins are up there. It's gonna be cool. I'll get out of the south. What is Which the lady that's not who, like the, right. that's, that, I, I don't regret that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get out of the south. No, I'm just kidding. You saw enough people named Skeeter, and you just seriously, seriously. <laughs> so then I moved up. So then it was a weird year. Damn. I lived with my mom all that year, knowing I'm moving. Mm-hmm. So that was a weird year, which was so weird too, because like I was so close with like my mom, my stepdad, and my sister. Well, my sister. Was well, it just like a lot like, of tension? Yeah, and it was like weird, and I didn't like know what was going on right, because i right. was just like is this not normal like i don't know I'm 12 you don't know yeah. shit well, yeah if you don't know that like he's being manipulative why are you gonna know, you don't know anything at all this is stupidest weird. law ever 13 year old can decide who he wants to yeah. live with 13 year old can't decide dick yeah you know what i mean they can't decide anything <laughs> literally they can't they can't yeah. a 13 year old doesn't even know if he wants that dick yet yeah you know what i mean he doesn't mm-hmm. know and he should be given the time to figure the fuck out god You're bless sixth grade like yeah, that's so crazy. young so we just had a weird year, and then in high school, we just moved up to my dad's house, and I remember he came and picked me up, and on the drive up, he goes, Was the car a lot nicer this time, because it had been two years, and the no, empire had gotten up, bigger? Yeah, believe this shit. He picked me up in some fucking red-ass conversion van with blinds. So, like, his, oh so like his third hose car. Yeah. <laughs> he picks me up, and he's like, oh, by the way, I got a surprise for you. I was like, are we going to Florida? <laughs> when you're 13, you want to go to Florida. Yeah. And he was like, "No, you got a, you got a brother on the way." I'm like, "What? He got a little brother on the way. I'm, I'm engaged." I was like, "Fucking who? He's engaged to some lady who's closer to age with me." Oh fuck. Then so I was, I mean, I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, "All right, I guess that's kind of cool." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she already had a kid too, so now I'm moving oh, up there, God. and I think it's gonna be me and my dad. I'm moving up there into my dad, a woman who's closer to my age, who ain't shit. Cokehead. Yeah. They're both You're trapped blowing, now, basically. Co- coked out of their fucking minds. Her kid, and then my new brother's on the way. That's the house I want to move into. And oh, a couple months God. later, my dad starts hitting me. <gasps> and that shit didn't stop until the end of high school. And I had oh, a. Wow. I remember like my junior year, I had a curfew where I had to be in bed at. My junior in high school, I had to be in bed at ten at nine thirty, and my stepbrother, who was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. had the exact same curfew. Yeah, both going to bed at nine thirty p.m. because these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. As, <laughs> as parents, right. like, well, nine thirty, they're like, waking I, up and getting back, their rails started. I can't even be mad at that because yeah. I feel I'm like, oh, they don't even know how like age works. Like, they yeah, don't know how that shit. they're just like sounds like a good time. Yeah, they they're just like doing coke. Like everyone's in bed at nine thirty. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, dude, I have a beard. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude. Yeah, yeah. So it was just. Yeah, it was crazy. So when did you... Okay, so you obviously like knew like, okay, hitting... You're old enough to know like hitting me is not okay. 
Like, that's not okay from, like, any perspective. Like, was it kind unsolicited of. hitting or was it, like... When do you ask for it? Unsolicited hitting is, like... Yeah. No, no, no. Not saying unsolicited. Daddy. I'm saying, like, was it, like, unprovoked or was it, like, you were in fights and he would hit you? Like, kind of, like, what, well, what was it? Well, I'm going to need another glass of wine to get into this. <laughs> oh, we can definitely make that happen because, like, there are many different kinds of abusive cokeheads. Like, there are, co- <laughs> there are cokeheads that just hit you when they're feeling festive. Right. Ooh, this there cord's are, long. You yeah, like, there are, way long. there are cokeheads that get crazy, like, after, like, they've gone through the first gram by themselves and right. they're really in for the night like you know it it, get, it gets colorful it gets different it changes yeah and you don't have to even go into like further details but i was actually just wondering like when did you realize like it was like a problem uh, and what he did was so manipulative and like emotionally abusive yeah i mean i think i knew the weird part is like i think i knew right away mm-hmm. but then i th- i think i didn't know like how weird it was Okay. You know what I mean? So you didn't know that it wasn't something that you could, like, just accept? I didn't know it wasn't, like, other kids not getting their ass beat. Okay. Like, not, sh- not like, hiding, like, like shit. And was going, that happening to you? Not hiding bruises and going to school. Was either. that happening to you in the South when you lived with your mom? Hell. So no. how did it go from being not normal to being normal yeah, like in the same lifetime? It's because quickly. of how manipulative my father was. Okay. He would make anything seem normal. So he would beat my ass and then a few minutes later he would be my best friend mm-hmm. oh. and he would explain and then when we were close he would explain to me why he had to do what he had to do mm-hmm. of course so mm-hmm. then in my head it was just like yeah everybody's out here getting their ass beat yeah like, damn i just have a bigger dad <laughs> though what what the way that you break that down like it makes the manipulation so clear but what went through my mind was honestly like your dad was such a fucking good drug dealer oh yeah he was great i know that motherfucker was great oh i know that motherfucker was great yeah that's why so like that's an interesting i'm glad you bring that up because like my father was six five three hundred and twenty pounds so i i never felt big so that's the difference between like like I like I don't have a, a confidence factor based on my size. If anything, when I meet people, I'm is it more is that- like I'm stand off. I'm like, hey, I, hi, I'm Zach. Oh, very mm-hmm. nice to meet you. I'm okay. I'm not I don't want to hurt you. I don't uh, you know what I mean. That's I'm, where your but that's where your inferior inferiority like anxiety comes from. That's where everything I'm comes sure. from. Yeah. 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 Because so, you're so used to, I'm I'm here. You're here. And yeah. it's okay what I'm doing, what I did. So yeah. then, therefore, this is why you belong. Right. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. And you go into everything with that kind of in the back of your mind. Yeah, and then it takes an entire lifetime to realize, like, I didn't do anything wrong back then. You know what I mean? No. But you don't know that. It doesn't matter even if you did. It's not okay to hit a child. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what the situation yeah. is that's like abusive i mean it's it's yeah but, and it wasn't like no spankings neither like i want to i want to correct that like oh yeah oh we know you know what i mean like we, no what, I'm not, yeah you know what i mean like it's just yeah i'm all about people getting you know a, a, a spanking every now and then for cussing out their mom but like i was getting my ass beat you know what i mean was it ever broken bones level like because my mom whooped me but those were like i, I deserve those, those good. <laughs> my mom's a good woman those were good whoopings. it was a good southern whooping you know a good southern whooping. yeah those are good yeah. southern whoopings that i'm still standing behind but that was not that's different shit was it ever like medical attention level like oh i shouldn't go to school oh, oh maybe no, i shouldn't he, he knew okay. not to get there because okay. then it'd be that's probably how manipulative he is he knew like where the line was yeah, he knew that shit, and he took advantage of the fact that I am a bigger person. Mm-hmm. So like, no one really questions that. So I show up with bruises, no one really looks at you like some small no. thing you need to be like cared for. Right. So right. With bruises, that's from football, that's from whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then like, I never felt like I always felt 
so I'm a good athlete in high school, right? I've got friends in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm six fucking four. I never felt like who who why would I tell anybody? Who's gonna care? Who's gonna care that I got well you depressed, dude? What's your fucking problem? <laughs> you just you know what I mean? You got a size thirteen, you can't be depressed. Where do you feel like your relationship was with your mom was at while you were dealing with this shit with your dad? Yeah. Like did you have any support from any family? I wouldn't really? tell my mom. Okay. Were you guilty because you moved out? Yeah. And then you were so also I spent four to... years of my yeah. life feeling guilty. Ugh. I spent more than a decade of my life feeling guilty. Actually, recent events have made me even feel guilty still to this day for it. Really? Just because... Yeah, because you made that decision when you're 12, right? Mm-hmm. So now, it's the craziest decision you've ever made in your life. You're not going to admit you were wrong. Mm-hmm. So until I'm 17, my mom doesn't anything. So then finally, when I know I'm about to graduate high school, I hit my mom up and boom, here's everything. And it's she's just like, holy shit, it's been going on for how long? Four years. And she lost it because she was like, that's your fucking life, dude. Mm-hmm. Like That's right. four very important years. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And she wanted me to move back down, but it was still in my head. Like, I'm not letting this dude beat me. I'm going to college here. Mm-hmm. I'm living in this city. Like, you're not kicking me out of my I'm going to college city. here and making them pay for it. Yeah. I'm going to college here, you know, and I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not leaving the city. So what I do, I went to college, got in a bunch of fights, went to jail, and then left the city in the military. <laughs> I was like, I got to figure this out. Okay, but so- my relationship, but to answer your question, my relationship with my mom before we get off, it was very, it, it was probably like she was, had a cardboard box of a kid because I couldn't talk to her about the real shit I wanted to talk to her about. Mm-hmm. You know How does I mean? it feel though? How like when feel? you were younger, and like, like I was robbed of being a, a teenager. But were you ever on the phone with her and you like wanted to tell her? Like, how does that actually feel? You know what I mean? That I think a feels, lot of people go through that. It feels like you're an imposter in your own skin. I feel like I'm listening to someone's coming out story right now. Like I'm not trying to make a joke, but yeah. it literally sounds like I had this thing that was really just fixing it was fixated on every aspect of my life i couldn't tell anybody i want to tell my mom so yeah. bad i knew she needed to right. like the thing of i and have I to carry tell this you I'm guilty. Yeah. yeah i don't really ever talk about it like straight through mm-hmm. i mean i talk about it i'm not afraid to talk about yeah. it i think it mm-hmm. should be told i think more i think i don't think it's special i think there's a ton of people that deal with this right i think more people should be open to talking about it mm-hmm. um you feel like an imposter in your own skin and then that carries on through the adulthood and then you've got to literally destroy your own. You've got to destroy yourself at some point to build it back up and then not have that. So mm-hmm. what kind of like, okay, so obviously the anxiety of like feeling inferior. And then also like, is this per- questioning like whether like people are probably manipulating you? Yeah. Like in general, like do, oh, like, that's do to you this have day. trust issues because Absolutely. of that? I don't trust a soul. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's one thing I can be honest about. Like, yeah. And, and that's why I'm single now, and I will probably continue that for a while just because I don't trust anybody. And that was what I was finding out in my relationships. Mm-hmm. And it would, mm-hmm. I mean, it was to the point where I didn't trust anybody, so it, the relationship didn't feel complete anyway. So mm-hmm. then I'm, now I'm cheating, right? Yeah. Because I don't trust you. So now I'm cheating, and now I don't, now I, do, now I double don't trust you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a no relationship could like, succeed in that kind of environment and i'd like to say like i'm past that but like i'm not like Mm -hmm. i'm still trying to figure out how to manage it i'm getting to the point where i'm almost okay like on my own Mm -hmm. with it and then i can like graduate to like that next stage where i'll be okay with someone else with it right Mm -hmm. but we're talking i'm 33 years old 
It's baby steps. I mean. Yeah, I'm 33 years old, and this is some shit that happened half a lifetime ago. Yeah. So those are very important years. And when you start to feel, when you feel like an imposter in your own skin during the time of your life where you're supposed to develop who you actually are. Right. Right. Now who the fuck are you? Makes you yeah. a good actor. You can be whatever has to happen. <laughs> and who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Just like talking about it. Right now? Yeah. It's like opening <laughs> shit. It's like, this is, yeah. that's crazy. Like, who the fuck are you? Those are the, that's when you're supposed to figure it out. And you were pretending to be someone else. That's the those are the years where you're that you're definitely not supposed to pretend to be anybody else. Like literally, being having consistent nurturing at that point in time is so fucking important. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you have the experience you had, you walk away with like a little bit of an imposter syndrome. Yeah. And then if you get not even a uh, you're doing it wrong or like you're fucked up, mm-hmm. but even just like sort of benign neglect and then just yeah. sort of not caring, it's like, well, who am I? Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if you're not really well nurtured through that, you can walk away with a lot of shit that's going to take you 20 plus years to fucking yeah. deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I looked up. To, that's why I look up to my sister so much because we're talking about a, a woman growing up in the South who's gay, mm-hmm. yeah. who is just compartmentalizing that to the point where she's dating other guys. She got married, had kids. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, she doesn't regret either of those. I'm no. like, I'm glad she didn't fucking figure that shit out earlier because I got a niece and a nephew out of it. But like, think about she that. had to pick a couple shitty loads. Like that's her problem, honestly. right? So think about think about you want to talk about imposter syndrome, like shit. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure growing up and being gay in the South, especially with the type, like the type of dad that you had too, I'm sure like didn't assist in the process at all. And, and being yeah, she was like, I'm not telling anyone I'm 21. And I just want to, and I yeah. just She treated her too. gay like it was alcohol. She was like, when I'm 21, I'll that. <laughs> 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 Um, I just wanted to say too that like, it is interesting how like, you turn out from being emotionally abused at a certain age versus a different age because Mm -hmm. like we don't really talk about divorce on this podcast but it is so like hard and like no matter like what type whether it's a good divorce or bad divorce like it is really hard because it's still like because i remember being 16 and the i really relate to you on the story where your dad was like oh like i'm going to tell like, you have to tell your mom that, like, we'll take her to court because it's, like, a yeah. power threat. And I, like, if I'm being completely honest, uh, which I don't share a lot, but my dad and my stepmom were, like, together, like, three months after my mom and dad separated. Yeah. So, like, super quickly he jumped into a relationship. They're still together now. And um, she was super manipulative in the sense that, like, she was trying to make it seem like everything was equal with the money and stuff like that when they mm. were really trying to rob my mom out of money. So, like, my dad, when he left my mom, like, or when they got divorced or whatever, um, my dad left her with $5 in her wallet. Like, he closed out every single bank account. He was like, I, you will not get any single money. And mm. I was living with my mom. So, like. And you were, like, 15? I was, I was 13. So, it's like, how am I supposed to live? Yeah. So, you're fucking over my mom, which internally fucks over me, which is why, like, I have resentment. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's like. Hope you weren't planning on grocery shopping today. Like, yeah. Hope the fridge is full. Seriously. She was like, I had $5 in cash. And my mom never told me that because she didn't want to, like. Because you were in eighth grade. Fu- I was in eighth grade. <laughs> she didn't want to fuck me up. But but what I realized was manipulative at 15, 16, when I met my stepmom, was she turns to me and she's like, you know, when you're. Fa- See how your father just gave me 20 bucks mm. for this grocery shopping? I'm going to give him 20 bucks back to be like, hey, tell your mom that he's not spending a dime on me. Because if he does spend a dime on me, then it's illegal in court because you're not allowed to like give other money to other spouses before the 
divorce is final, before separation is final. But when I was 16, I was like, oh, that's manipulative as fuck. But if I was 13, yeah. that would have been so different. I would have been like, oh, okay. I would have totally been naive to it. Yeah. You were at an age where like your age was used against you because it's easier for them to get away with it. Yeah. yeah and for absolutely. you, you know, so I think that like the age, mm-hmm. the stages you go through that shit are so important and can be used against you. Well, nothing sure. is more like, honestly, nothing is more offensive to like an adult with bad intentions than a smart teenager. Yeah. Like if you're 13, 14 totally. and they can it's tell that they can't, fuck with you and you don't have anything to lose because they still have to take care of you. Like it's just, it's incredibly unsettling and they beat your ass or they try to make you think you're a bad person. So you can't question them and in turn anyone. What my dad got though was exactly what he wanted. So my dad was basically hand delivered a 13 year old kid who had seen nothing but love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like I got a Puerto Rican stepdad who's been married to my mom at this point for fucking four years. (laughs) I don't know if you know any Puerto Ricans, but they're the most loving culture on the planet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all I know they don't is, even then do the, the tequila to hug so everyone. Much about him from all I know is hugs and kisses yeah. and good night. You like I'd bring friends over and they'd be like, like bro, can we, can talk, they spend the night? Like, yeah, for sure. My stepdad oh my would bring God. it. Blankets. Awesome. Everyone gets to stay the, for dinner. Kisses on the head, steaks. Aww. That's like where I came from, right? right? So I'm thinking that's how it's gonna be. And uh, plus Pokemon cards, right? Not the case. Yeah. No, no, no. How could you lose? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a weird dynamic to be like taken from that environment and thrown there, but it's the perfect thing for someone who's someone such as my father who right. like wants something. He got a blank canvas. He got something that all I did was bright eyed, bright eyed, bushy tailed. Mm-hmm. I trust adults. Totally. You know what I mean? Where are you guys now? Like, do you, you I haven't seen my dad 13 years. You want to get 13. into that? 13 years. 13 years. I'm at nine with my mom. Yeah, I feel you. When you have that kind of like split, hey, <laughs> yeah. when you're like at that kind of like, oh, no, we really can't do this like at all. Oh, like yeah, just no. nope. Like, nope. Yeah, there, like it's, it's over. There's no yeah. way of fixing this. I'm, you're never going to be the person I need. I'm never going to be able to deal with your shit. Like, it ain't never going <laughs> to work over here. I oh, well, I mean, yeah. I, I got a different story. Like, mine hit an abrupt halt. Oh, Zacho. Okay, so you don't, you don't talk to your dad anymore. Um, which Since like all of us can relate to. So the yeah, all of us can relate to. Matt Actually, doesn't yeah, talk to his mom. I don't talk to my brother. Like we all, I think people all have that kind of. If their family's fucked up, there's always that one family member. Yeah, because I. Graduated. But what happens? Like, did you guys have a falling out, or like mm-hmm. what kind of happened to like? Yeah, I graduated. Uh, May two thousand five. Twenty. I'm seventeen years old, and I'm at this point. I've been with my dad for four years. Long four years. We, I j- literally just graduated, and we're like, and he's like, we're about to go to a family reunion in Canada. I'm Macedonian. My grandparents came over on a boat. They actually came over. They found out later on the same boat from Macedonia. On your dad's side, they're Macedonian. Yep. Okay. So we got family in Canada too. Apparently, that's a thing. <laughs> so so many Eastern European people went through fucking Canada first. Yeah. So many. Apparently, that's the thing. I just found out. I was like, I'm 17. Okay. So many Greek I got people. Mad in Canada for Greek no cousins. I'm just finding this out. They're like, they're in Canada. I was like, all right, let's go. So we go up But there, you're not go... hairy like a Greek, so I don't understand. No, it's weird. Yeah, just on my nipples. All my hair migrated. 
<laughs> to my nipples. I got some hairy ass nipples, man. These He's things like, no look wait, like. Guys, I have a you ever seen Seriously. like in science class how they'll drop that little circular magnet in and all the, like the shavings will go to it? That's what my nipples look but like. But I think that's every man. Like you, you're not a man, but like you've dated men. Like for whatever reason. It's the, the only people I do date. I don't know. There might have been a girl once in college. Yeah. Um, like the body hair is always like all in one place, and it's just funny. Yeah, it's, it's just always all in one place that's for you. That's where it went. Yeah, so I'm right in my nipples. I'm happy for you, Brado. So yeah. yeah, falling out with your dad. So we, we're we're going to Canada for this thing, and I'm already like, it, it's a bad. I'm at it's a I'm at a bad point in my life with my dad. Mm-hmm. Seventeen, and I'm I'm to the point where I'm like, as soon as I get a chance, I'm fucking out of here. As soon as I turn eighteen, I'm fucking out of here. Was your dad also like that with you, or was he like, stay as long as you want? Let me keep giving you a black eye every Tuesday. No, because at this point, my dad still thinks because these these sociopaths, when you got their number, you got them. Mm-hmm. Because they only have so many tricks. So now I'm 17, so I'm starting to see what's going on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm going, okay, I just got to play good. At 18, I'm fucking out of here, right? But mm-hmm. I'll give him what he needs to see. Give him what he needs to hear until I get out of here. So we're going up there. It's, it's got to be the end of May because I'm still not 18 yet. So we go up to Canada, and we have this big family reunion. It's a lot of fun. Cook, cooking out, meeting a bunch of cousins. And our whole plan was like after this, me and the cousins, we're going to get together. We're going to kick it, have a good time. My stepmom gets trashed, right? So uh-huh. she's drunk. Her and my aunt get into it. She says something silly to my aunt. My aunts don't really like my aunt, my stepmom. Is this a stepmom that coquet stepmom was the coquet baby stepmom. brother from? Yeah, coquet stepmom. Okay. They get into it, whatever. It fades. Towards the end, my cousins are like, hey, the plan was for all the cousins to go back to the my uncle Mincho's house, and kick it. My cousins come up to me, hey, we're about to leave. I was like, cool, I'm going to go to my dad's. So I was like, hey, I'm, I'm about to head out. And he's like, I don't, you, you can't go. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, oh, you can't go. Your, your stepmom doesn't think it's a good idea. I was like, and like, I remember just being like, fuck it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, what? And I was like, bro, this is bullshit, man. Like, fuck her. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck all this shit. And I, it was like the first time in my life I stood up for my, wow. I stood up. In front of him, I was like, this is bullshit. She's a fucking drunk cokehead. You're a fucking cokehead. I'm so sick of this shit. Wow. My dad punched me. In front of that, everybody. Right mm-hmm. in the back of my head. And then everyone's like, oh, same way. And I'm go- I'm mad at everybody because for the last year, I've been like planting seeds, like telling people, yeah, like my dad like whoops my ass. been telling my grandma this, mm-hmm. telling my grandpa this. Mm-hmm. And they're like making excuses. My wow. dad would take me to like their house and have us all have a conversation about why I'm just getting disciplined. I'm sitting there in front of my... So he wouldn't say it's not that bad. He would just say that's not what you call it. He would have my... He's admitting grand- he's beating the yeah. shit out of you He would have my grandparents tell me it's not that bad. So now I'm sitting at a table, 16 years old, listening to my grandma, my grandpa, and my dad go, this is just what happens. And me going, that's not what happens. Right. Let me tell you, I'm getting punched in the face. And then my dad's going, I'm not punching him in the face. And they're what? going, listen, just it's just did. a smack. And I'm going, man, fuck everybody. So finally he punched me in front of everybody. So I'm, I fucking told you, I told you, fuck everything, man. So then I just start walking away and I start texting Corey and I'm my, my best friend, Corey. And I'm like, shit just got crazy in Canada. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be yeah. back tomorrow. Tomorrow at noon, I need you to be outside the, my fucking room. I'm, I'm out of here. And I was like, don't text back. They're going to take my phone. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Sure as shit. My dad caught up to me, took my phone, put me in the van. He's like, we're out of here. So we start heading back to the States. And he's calling me all sorts of shit. You're a money-hungry whore, just like your mother, yada, yada, talking all sorts of mad shit. Mm-hmm. 
Pokemon and courts. I, yeah, I don't have my phone or nothing. So he's like, actually, we're gonna go. We're gonna go stay at now. And this was a huge thing that just happened. We're at mm-hmm. a family reunion. I just mm-hmm. got punched. He goes, actually, we're not gonna cross the border tonight. We're gonna go stay at Uncle Mean Show's anyways. Mm. So now. I got to go back to a house that's got my entire family in it. Mm-hmm. After we just caused the biggest scene, caused were well, the reason the family gathering broke up. And I don't know how this is going to go in my head. We mm-hmm. walk in there, and when I tell you everyone made me feel like the victim, or everyone made me feel like I was the problem, mm-hmm. I would be lying. And they all just watched me get punched. Mm-hmm. Everyone in that family just watched me get punched. Punched! Now, I'm not talking slap. I'm talking punched by a 655, so, like, 320-mile Someone person. should do something. So I'm like, oh, word. So now I'm in this house. I'm like, this whole family just abandoned me, dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, my cousins and stuff obviously weren't like that. Like, in a few aunts and uncles were like, weren't like that. But for the most part, that family was like, they made it my problem. Like, I was in bed. Everyone was out playing, kicking mm-hmm. it, having fun. I'm 17 years old. I'm in bed. Yeah. Right? Like They're all out there drinking, sure. eating, kicking it. I'm in bed. So next morning, wake up early, head back. He walks around. It's like 11. Hands me a bag. He's like, he has me a trash bag. He's like, fit whatever you can in there and get the fuck out. I was like, word. So I pack my shit up. And about 35 minutes later, I look out and Corey's fucking right out there. Hopped out. Get the fuck out of here. Never look back. You've never seen him since? No. So I went to college and I got into a little bit of trouble in college. I was trying out for the football team. I was hanging out with just some like fucking frat, like frat boys. And yeah. Not frat boys, but like football dudes. Like, and we got into a couple fights and shit. Just. Stupid college shit. I was 17. Yeah. Now 18. Coming off four years of this shit. Now I'm free. My aunts right. helped me get into college. Now I'm free of all this. So I'm partying. I'm drinking. Because I really didn't party that much in high school. I was playing right. football, basketball right, right, right. and shit. So now I'm partying, partying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like real party. So getting into <laughs> some fights and shit with the football team. Like another football team came. We got into this big fight. And then my boys from back home came to visit me and when they were leaving this guy called him the n-word and i got into this crazy fight with this dude and when i was in and out of court for it my dad like came to the courtroom because Corey's dad bailed me out of jail oh wow and my dad ended up just showing up i don't know how i heard about wow, it wow damn but he tried to play the father of the year and we just oh, had a conversation course. and i was just like i don't want no parts of it they always show up to the big leagues so yeah like, i'm here no. i was what okay. 19 then so it's probably been longer than that 14 years i haven't talked to him yeah so i was like i don't want no parts of this so then I go, oh actually so this is the last time i saw him so then i go to the military because i was like i gotta get my fucking shit together man yeah so i joined the military i go to I got. I'm dating a girl at the time. Things are going good. I go to the military. Get out. My mom. I've been sending letters to my mom and my girlfriend. My mom, and my girlfriend come to my graduation. I get out of graduation. Guess who's fucking there? In San Antonio. I've been in the military for eight weeks. I haven't had communication with nobody. My dad, my Fuck. stepmom, and my brother. He was like, "Hey, we just thought we'd surprise you." I was like, "Word." What? I was like, "I don't. I'm sorry you came all this way because I'm going over here." Right. And I left, and that was the last time I ever seen my dad. Like, I'm sorry you came all this way, man, right. but I'm totally good on you. Like, if you wanted to catch someone in an emotional state, this is not the right time because I literally don't give a fuck about you. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Totally. And I think that kind of fucked my dad up because he had Because right. they're the sociopath right. and they need to be the yeah. important one. Exactly. But because I had been broken down, that's why I have a weird relationship with my military experience because 
while it hurt me in so many ways, it also helped me in so many ways. Yeah, I want to get yeah. I want you to get more into that because you spent more time in the military than I think most people would like associate with you and because again you were in there for six years like you had to re-enlist like (laughs) yeah so well at first i was active and then i switched to national guards what happens is you got to add four years you have to like if you sign up for active and you're going for four years Mm -hmm. if you switch to national guard you got to add two on to it Mm -hmm. so when i went active and i was going through boot camp then going through tech school and i and your body was really hard and you were exercising every day with all those men and you were really sweaty and not wearing a shirt. And I'm just thinking about it. Man, like, I was so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> were, were, were. <laughs> Woo, thinking about that, that 22-year-old Zach Obadi. Oh, boy. I have climbed this man <laughs> like a, a tree on stage at Laugh Factory. I will do it in Drew's I apartment. I do not care. Do not care. Never cared. <laughs> That's so yeah, funny. so I was like, I was in a non-deployable work for, work field because we worked on the the electronics on the F-16s, but we had like this top secret like machine that we worked on that wasn't shipping overseas. So yeah. wait, before you get any deeper, just because I know you're like educated and smart, you spent a lot of time in this stuff. So the military trained you to do the engineering shit you know how to do, not that you went to school for it and then went for them. Oh no, so the military. So I was first in school for sports management. Okay. When I first started at Bowling Green State University, okay. then I joined the military and I started doing uh, electronics in the military. Mm-hmm. And so then when I went back to college and I had to choose my degree, I went to engineering in college. Okay. So the military kind of, because of what I was doing with the military, with mm-hmm. F-16s, that kind of like led, led me towards yeah. engineering. They fucked your brain, but they made you go to college for something reasonable. Right. Like, totally. Yeah. It's totally. a back and a forth. And they helped me get over some of the things from like my past. But at the same time, they made me compartmentalize most of it, mm-hmm. yeah, which was, sure. if you think about like the trajectory of my life, it is a fucking recipe for disaster. It is a recipe <laughs> for disaster. Fill him with love, beat his ass, have him join the military, <laughs> and then go to college, try to get a career, and then start stand-up comedy. That is some crazy people shit. Yeah. Like, honestly, there are hookers and pimps who have not lived as hard. It's some crazy people shit. And, like, yeah. I've just been living and then not realizing it because, like, I was so afraid to, like, revisit all those moments. And it's only been in, like, the last two or three years where I was, like, and it's been because of stand-up where I was, like, okay, I want to stop hiding from my past. Mm. And I want to own that. And it makes me so happy you say that because it's something we've had with other guests. It's like, there's no timeline on when you get your mind right. If you figure out at 30 that this is what I want to do, if you figure out at 35, hey, I'm in charge of this. If you figure it out at 50, it doesn't matter. You can get sober at 75 years old. It literally, whatever, like, I love that you got into it as like a grown person. You'd had experiences and they're like, I use those experiences to figure my shit out. Yeah. Yeah. And it just got to a point where it was like, it's it's almost just like you, you, question so you're like why am i like this in this situation why am i like that in this in that situation and then you're like oh i gotta figure myself out i spent so much time trying to learn all everything about all this other shit but i'm hiding from like learning about myself right Mm -hmm. so i spent all day learning about the new thc edible that just dropped the new cbd research article that came out the new fucking workout that someone just came up with all this other shit and then it's because like you, and you hide from like what you could actually teach yourself by just 
thinking of the experience that you had because if knowledge mm-hmm. is all just experience all you've been doing is experiencing mm-hmm. but we hide right. from all of that for so long that we don't learn anything from it and it's when you stop like hiding from that when you're going to learn from all those mistakes or what you've considered was mistakes it will like give you the confidence and create like who you yeah. end up being that's all a distraction it's all a distraction. everything's always a distraction so you found the way to get the way that you got more handle on your anxiety, on your depression, on just your life, was you removed distractions. You got rid of the noise, and that's how you got closer to who you were. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I think the, the it was all so cloudy that I that I needed to figure out like what the storm was. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was ever pinpointed. It was like there was all these problems, and yeah. I also knew who I was in my head. And I was like, I can't, if all these problems really define me, that means I'm a monster. Mm. Right. And I'm not a monster. And I know that in my head. So I'm like, okay, what's causing this shit? Because this, that's not me. Like these little things that happen, this isn't me. And I refuse to believe that's me because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being like, Oh, that's me. That's the kind of fucking person I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Realize like what, what, when do I have these experiences? When does that, when do I have this outbreak? When do I have this outburst? Right. And yeah. then really attacking it from like a higher view. And yeah. then it started trickling down and just fixing, repairing everything. Like when I started like really being like, man, you know what? Like fuck what anybody else thinks, dude, is your mama cool with what you're doing? Yeah. Good. That's, that's all it. that matters. Everything else started to fix itself. And it was like I was trying less to fix anything than I ever had before. Yeah, because you have control over And it was repairing itself organically. Yeah, you have control over your own life. So you're not going to try to control everything. So, yeah, it's like I'm I'm a big believer in, like, the universe. And I think what happens is, like, the universe always wants you to stay on the lane that you've created, right? Like, be the fucking dope ass you that you are. So what happens is when you try to be like that people pleaser and you're over here because you want to make everybody happy, it's just as bad as being way over here and pissing everybody off. You know what I mean? Like, that's not you. Like, stay here. And then what happens is you're on this path. All that shit that's supposed to come to you, Mm -hmm. that's going to get attracted to you as you as you move through this. And like, just because that path is weird, because what happens is we look at other people's paths and we're like, oh, damn, what are they doing this? How come I'm not doing that? Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should say it like this. Maybe we should think like that. Yeah. And you forget, like, 100%. that's their shit. Like, they're mm-hmm. staying, they're trying to stay they're on there theirs just reason. as much as you're trying to stay on yours. Yeah. So that's kind of like, once I started doing that was when things started to organically heal itself and I started to believe in that process and just, like, fixing me mm-hmm. and, like, being good to me finally and then letting things kind of, like repair themselves so that I can return that. Yeah. Did you like, and were you repairing yourself like in your relationship with your mom or was that like kind of like, yes, yeah, so you repaired it with your mom and then you repaired yourself like kind of. How so when I started out? to really in my twenties dig into like my childhood and be like, what the fuck happened was when I started to realize like what the fuck I did. Like when I was that young. Right. Not what right. I did, but like what the what happened. The decision, yeah. Of course. And the and outcome. When I went back last I handle everything with like humor. And like so does my family. My yeah. family's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, totally. And when I went back <laughs> at the beginning of the year, right before COVID, I went back in like January. And we were all out at a bonfire, just kicking it, drinking wine, bullshit, just mm-hmm. like Southern Hillbilly <laughs> bullshit. And it was my first night. I've been in, I've been down there for like three hours, and I don't remember what the joke was. 
or what was brought up, but I made a joke about how I, I, I had brought it up about how I had told her, like, I'll move when I'm 12. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I said something like, I'll leave because she, like, roasted me or something. I was, I was like, I'll leave just like I did when I was 12. And, like, my mm-hmm. sister thought that shit was so funny. <laughs> but like my mom did not <laughs> but I mean, also leave it to circle. the gay person in the family to have no boundaries <laughs> yeah. around a joke yeah. like we don't oh do that funny, Dude, right? I'm telling you now if, if, if y'all ever found me and my sister's chat Jesus <laughs> that would cancel me yeah. oh yeah oh, immediately <laughs> he'll cancel her ass too and she didn't even really yeah, do she it. Did, well, yeah. she's, she's driving like EMT <laughs> dog they'll kill and fire her from the EMT <laughs> that makes me so happy because it's like one you still were able to like have this really close relationship with your sister throughout the entire thing she's my hero just as like a human but then as a comedian it always comes back to my thing where I've always said gay people like even non-comedian gay people men and women always are ready to go there with a joke because we're completely unshockable because yeah. life's already done it. Yeah. That's why you're right. funny. It's life's people, already done it's it to you. It's white people ruining, trying to ruin <laughs> It's not gay people. It's not yeah. black people. It's not brown yeah. people. It's white people trying to bring down comedy. But it's like you. when life's already beat the shit out of you, everything's funny. Yeah. When like it's already, right. already happened five different ways, it's right. all on the table. Yeah, you're absolutely That's why you're right. funny. That's why Drew's funny. Yeah. That's why I'm here. We've all just and had the shit beat out of us so hard. It's not even like a stereotypical thing, but it's like people who who are oppressed in general like at my one I have four step siblings and the only sometimes I'll make a joke that's too hard like too dark mm-hmm. and the only person laughing is like my gay stepbrother yeah like he, it's he just he's like I, even he's though like he I know grew, what you tried to say and like he's like because even though of the four of them he grew up with just as much money just as supportive right. parents just as much privilege right. his privilege was challenged this tiny little bit and it made him understand why nothing's off the table exactly <laughs> I've got yeah. a, I've got another 100%. theory behind that so when when you don't get like shit thrown at you you don't need like anything to defend yourself Mm -mm. you know what i mean so we were always scared right right (laughs) so when you're getting shit thrown at you you got a fucking tennis racket of humor just like hey your shit don't even stink bitch get that shit next time i'll see you're gonna feel like serena williams (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a tennis racket yeah then you got those silver spooners that are like i cannot believe what a monster would throw poop and we're like throw poop's hilarious but they're sitting in the stands watching they love to watch it they're just oh they want to see it that get offended you're like oh you haven't been through anything they love they love to watch it and like and like laugh at other people's like expense but like once you live through that you're like bro you don't even get it it's a different type of laugh I mean, there's oh, certain totally. types left where it's like, ha ha. And there's different types where it's like, ha ha. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. your life sucked in my, you know what I mean? Yeah, hell It's yeah. a totally like, uh, it's a different type of like feeling when you're watching a comedian, like even you talking about your dad or whatever and making yeah. jokes about it. I'm like, that's so funny. Like, because yeah. I make jokes about my brother doing heroin all the time and you ruined my fucking family. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? My parents got divorced. I mean, they say they didn't, but because of that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there's certain times where I make jokes and I'm like, yeah. wait, so other people like don't think this is funny, but the people that have been through shit like that are like rolling. Man, you know what I mean? I, yeah, when you're I able got... to bring a release out of it. Like, oh God, I, yeah. I haven't done the joke in a while just because there are other shit I want to talk about my act but I used to talk about my mom being like the only human being in America that's both Christian and a crackhead like <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who threatens me like light this pipe yeah. like I, I it's just this thing of like and when you see someone else laugh in a really like get a good it's laugh a out of something way. like, like that, that yeah. you're like oh okay I made their day a little easier they probably know someone in their life who did drugs or had an issue or whatever yeah. and right. maybe it was them fuck and we're able to just like laugh about the thing yeah. that hurts yeah. so bad totally. but that feels better I'm willing to risk nine people going <laughs> yeah one person go 
Yes. yes. And because you know it's real to you. Totally. And you feel good about it from yourself yeah, you're like, first. That's, a real, that's some real shit. I just I'd rather have like a, instead of like a ha-ha, when people are like, ha, because they like feel it. Yes. And they're like, ah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah, you know. But it's sort of like even you want to have those conversations with your friend where it's like, even if you don't agree, you're like, I fucking learned something or like, yeah. okay, that was deep. Like, even if like right. you spend a little bit of the phone call yelling at them, like <laughs> even if like, yeah. it's not a 100% brilliant experience the whole way through, we have to get something out of it. Yeah. We have to get something out of yeah. it. Yeah. No, 1000%. Getting the, the light beat out of you just makes the that thing. Happen. I love the, <laughs> That's why I think the thing I love the most about stand up comedy is like the fact that now you can take all this trauma, turn it into humor and people will be like, fuck yeah dude like that was me you know what i mean yeah and like that's the shit that i'm like oh fiending for like that's my shit like if i can just hit like one and you'll know it too like you were saying mm-hmm. you see one people person just like that yeah. they get yes. it yes slow clapping like i've never been in anything <laughs> yeah. like, i don't care that guy's dope yeah 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 <laughs> and i always point that person out like not like in a mean way but especially if they're up front i'm like you do realize the rest of the show is just for me and you now right yeah. like you're my best friend yeah. and this yeah. is just you yeah. get me you feel you're my best friend you now. just outed yeah. yourself to everybody yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You yeah. Feel this shit. yeah she ain't never going on another date with you but mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, she's never going <laughs> out with you again with you. i promise you she's done yeah she, she's it's over with your ass but you should really follow me on instagram yeah. <laughs> we, we're, we're gonna have some uh, conversations <laughs> um so your relationship with your mom is better though right like, absolutely yeah absolutely my mom we are you went through it worst enemies i just i love her to death but we fight like fucking savage. do you, do you have similar personalities yeah. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she's still like I, i'm to a point i mean I, I feel like i've been on my own been on my own since i was 13 i feel like i've been alone at least i know i've been alone since yeah. I was 13. Mm-hmm. so i've just figured out my way dude yeah i definitely had help along the way but you know how yeah. it goes you're I've, independent i've, I've been trying to fucking figure it out since i was 13 and my mom is a southern woman who just sees all of my aunts and uncles who still have complete control over their kids even when their kids are like right 40. right right uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah and my mom totally. has no control over me or my sister are you kidding? my yeah. sister is a savage dude. <laughs> she is a savage are you kidding me she's so funny if she ever started stand-up comedy everyone would be so fucked She's so fucking funny. We all have that person in our life where it's yeah. like, if they start, I quit. It'd be oh over. My gosh. It'd She's be over, yeah. so funny. For me, it's this guy I met in college. It's just like, if Nick ever doesn't want to be serious, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucked. She's totally. just so funny. So like, mm-hmm. and she's just still, and she's obviously like, no one's telling me dick, bro. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Totally, totally. And I'm like that too. So your mom's so probably like my over My mom's it. like, I'm the only fucking one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she's like, like, bye-bye. You your kids, Tammy. You know what? My kids are fucking... They went to college. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> My kids are happy. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. yeah so she wants control and she doesn't have it. So we get into a lot of fights about that. But like yeah. at the end of the day, it's a. But like, you're repaired. She. Yeah. She's my best friend. Um. Okay. Well. Zachary is the very successful marijuana business. You be that nice. That comes full yeah. circle pretty much. Um. But I was going to ask you, you like. free CBD. So <laughs> now that. <laughs> it seems like you've processed. Um, all all of that, and then realize like differentiating the difference between like okay, my dad did this to me, and I was like so attuned to like what he wanted, and now yeah. I like left, and like my friend helped me literally leave, go to the military, get my shit together. Like, how does that? Um, I just wanted you to answer like how it comes to your anxiety today, and how it's like shifted. Like you had probably anxiety about like different things when you were 
14 than, you know, today? Or, like, how does that, like, yeah. has it been better? Or has it, like, gotten better as you figured out who you are? Yeah, it gets better every day. It's like, uh... It's like an alcoholic, right? Like alcoholic would go what? One day at a time. Fifty years without drinking, but he's still like I'm an alcoholic. Right. It's like I still got, I still got my demons, but I don't look at it like it's special anymore. So I don't want special mm. treatment for. It. I don't want special. Nothing for it because I think we all go through it, and I just think that I'm more of an open person, and I want to talk about it, and I want other people to talk about it, and I, I don't let it affect me anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all like that. Like I said, right. I think we're like Madden characters. Everyone's got their rating on certain ends of the spectrum, so I totally. don't let it like define me anymore. I used to let it define me. I was like, this is, this is why I'm angry because this right. happened, and I'm like, well, you can't just oh, keep lying yeah. on that. It's so, so the freedom was a angry. choice for you. Like the freedom was something you're like, I I can't. I cannot feel like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like it it was that or kill myself. Yeah. Mm. And it was, and I, I didn't want to do that because I knew, and I don't want to say like I'm, su- I'm, I'm not suicidal, yeah. and, but, I, but I've, I've only had one instance in my entire life where I was there. So I, I don't want to like put myself in a category with, with people that are suicidal because I'm not. And I, I think those people need, more attention and, and more care but where i am is like uh you wouldn't get know, out of a like truck's I way i didn't it, it wasn't like i chose what an answer. <laughs> yeah it wasn't like i chose <laughs> he has to he can't help himself <laughs> There was a pause, and I thought of it, yeah. and it just had to happen. What do you want to know? Like, where I'm at? Right yeah, now? like, because like, like, your anxiety was, like, it seemed like everything was stemming from, like, the manipulation from your dad, and then you're like, okay, I feel inferior, and that makes me feel inferior in conversations. Like, But, like, where your anxiety is at now, because you've, like, repaired the relationship with your mom, you've figured out who you are, you've done stand-up, and you know what yeah. I'm saying? So you know it's where like, I'm at right now? I'm at a situation where I feel like I know it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I'm happy that I'm like it's like a, a bench player who finally gets into the game mm-hmm. he's like oh fuck I'm fucking in the game in so charge. now it's time to do something mm-hmm. right so now I'm in that position where I'm doing something so it's like I'm doing something about it and I recognize it so I can control it more like I don't yeah. have to like lose your my... control of it it's not I feel like I'm in you. control of it now yeah do I lose control of it of course yeah. like I was saying before like it, it, it's never gonna leave like the anger is there Totally. The sadness is there mm-hmm. and all that shit's there. But it also, at the end of the day, like, I don't, I used to treat it like I was special. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I deserve special treatment because I went through this shit. And now I, I know that's not the case. So I don't let that consume me. So I don't try to use it as a crutch because yeah. it's not special. You sound very empowered by, like, where you're at with it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No, I really am. And it's, I think when you, when you figure out, when when you are in the game. Yeah. And you finally figured it out, right? Because I don't think anyone wins the game. Because yeah. I think when you think you're about to win the game, like some other shit pops up. It's like trying to plug a bunch of holes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you got ten holes in the wall, you only got and you can only use one hand, you got fucking five fingers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're trying to plug all these fucking mm-hmm. holes. As soon as you get some more holes unplugged. Fall and out, yeah. That's I feel like we're always doing right. this. But like, right. The the better we get at like controlling it or it is the easier it gets but it, it never gets easy and yeah. that's it's awareness that's what i've that's if if i've taught myself anything that's what i've taught myself yeah. it never gets easy so stop 
expecting that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, our expectations are everything. So if my expectation isn't to be satisfied, how can I ever be depressed? I already know I'm chasing something forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the people who Awareness, always are, yeah. people who are always chasing something and have something to prove tend to be like the biggest achievers and tend to be like yeah the people who really have success because they never settle. They never say it's okay. Cause it's never okay. Yeah. Right. So in a, in a position where I was, so to like, kind of like answer that question fully yeah. in a position where I was, where I was 18, 19, 20 and I was using that as a crutch and I was like, this is what I've been through. I wish this would have never happened. I wish I was silver spoon. Now I'm looking back and I'm going, yeah, this is what the fuck I've been through. Mm-hmm. Like this is some, this is what the fuck I've been through. <laughs> You know right, what I mean? So right. different. Exactly. Like, this is what I've been through. I made yeah. it out of that. So what's what you got? What's gonna hold me yeah. down? Right. Bro, Throw nuts? it at me. You know what I had to do when I was twelve. Right. <laughs> right. Right. When you're talking about it now, it's like you're proud of the shit that you went through the same way people are proud of their neighborhood. Like you went through emotional eight mile. Yeah. Like you went through yeah. <laughs> and like we're outside of the other side of shitty Detroit with no water and I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stronger know these motherfuckers. That's awesome. And it helps you empathize with other people too. So <laughs> oh, in the long percent. run, if I can, if learning more about myself helps me be more open to other people's struggles and other people's like issues that they're dealing with, that's the best way to go about it. And that's yeah. why I think more people need to take care of themselves and totally. realize like how totally. important that is. Because like, everyone's like, out here trying to be a people pleaser. Otherwise. At the end of the day, you're you're fucking up. Because if you're trying to be a people pleaser, you don't even know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you're just leading people on at that point. Yeah, thousand percent. Inner search, man. Figure that shit out. Yeah. Um, the like people who like really try to battle their codependence and their people pleasing. <laughs> uh, there's like a saying that like codependence and trying to please everyone is just another form of assholery because there's no way you're really gonna be able to be there for everyone all the time, yeah. and all you're doing is putting your idea of the fact that I'm gonna be able to fix everything for oh, everybody. Man. Yeah, and you know it. Yeah. You, can, you totally, you totally, know it. Yeah. Like you, can, it's in you your we mind. can each right now go think of a people pleaser in our head, and we see him, and like you don't hate him. You're annoyed, though. But you are so annoyed. so annoyed. Oh, God. I'm thinking of you right now, person. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, totally. You, know yeah. I mean? you don't totally. hate him, but I you know. don't even think. And, like, that's how I it was It's forever. aggravating because you could have been that person. Oh, but here's yeah. the thing. And then now, I'll be honest with you, now I feel bad for that person mm-hmm. because I was that person. Compassion. Mm-hmm. Do you have compassion or do you feel bad? I feel bad. Okay. Because <laughs> here's the thing. We might differ. But also still a little annoyed too. You never lose For that. For sure no, yeah. annoyed. I For feel sure bad annoyed. also. I, I feel so many emotions because I feel annoyed. Mm-hmm. I feel sad that that was me. I'm embarrassed. Yes, shame. I'm embarrassed that it's that was shame, me. Because I see myself in that person. Right. I'm embarrassed. You just and want then, to shake them and be like, and then I'm, I don't have to do this. And yes. I'm, and then I'm sad that I know this person is going through something. Of course. Even of course. though they want to, even though they want to just, no, everything's fucking Skirt fine. I'm out here stretching and there's the Hollywood sign. And right. It's, you know, they're going through something. And, totally. and learning about myself and learning like how to better myself has, has created this on accident. The ability to empathize with others and mm-hmm. i can feel that now so when i see it i'm like damn and the, all those emotions go through my oh totally like, you start thinking i hope you figure that shit out yeah that's an awesome fucking accident yeah. where you walk out on the other side being like oh okay maybe i don't need to yell at them maybe i can just be a little more sensitive yeah like you're just open i'm telling you the Empathetic. trickle effect to really like searching within yourself 
and admitting your faults and stop trying to find excuses for your faults. Everything for me was an excuse. So I, I didn't get into a bar fight because of anything other than I had a bad childhood. Mm-hmm. Had a bad upbringing. I can get into a fucking bar fight. And that was my, that was what was in my head. How many and, people are in prison right now because they didn't get enough hugs? Like, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying like that yeah. kind of behavior, it just comes out of like a lack of like yeah. nourishment. Yeah. Like totally. you just need people in there telling you you're important and you're worth something. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or at the very, at the very minimum, stop telling people they're not, you know what I mean? Stop telling people they're less than it. Show them what they could be. Totally. Give them a possibility. You're talking about a fucking, I, I'm, and I'm so thankful for like the way i kind of I'm, I'm at this point in my life i'm so thankful for everything that happened mm-hmm. because it just it, it made you me really i can literally i can honestly truly now say in the last year i can sit through a conversation and analyze the entire thing for exactly what it was rather than sitting through an entire conversation for an hour and wondering if i played the role i was supposed to play Yep. Now I can sit through a conversation and go, I, I thought about everything analytically. I ran through my head. I gave my honest answer. I didn't give them an answer that I thought they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And to me, coming from a person who's a people pleaser, who's ADD, who would, even if, if I listened to you, even mm-hmm. on the off chance that mm-hmm. I listened to you, I would just say what you wanted to hear anyways. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a much better friend, a much better uncle, a much better cousin, son. Because I'm able to compartmentalize those things right. now and actually see them for what they are. Yeah, it's it's clearer. Because there are so many people listening to this podcast who literally are just so grateful that maybe they're at a point where they can get off the phone with somebody and not think about. I think they're mad at me for the oh, four yeah. hours afterwards. Right. Yeah, and that, like and that, that level of development you're at is so amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I, and I'm telling you right now, like if you think like that. And in my head right now, just when you said that, I felt that anxiety creep in because I know what that feels like. I'm I'm telling you, if you if you just try every single day to just get a little bit better and to understand who you are, think about yourself. That's going to sound selfish. But what you don't understand is like when you think about yourself, it helps everyone else around. you. Yep. Like I wasn't who I was to my mother for so long because I just wanted to make her hear what she needed to hear that she lost a son. Mm -hmm. I wasn't Mm -hmm. her son. You need to be who you are to your spouse, to your brother, to your best friend. Everybody deserves you. And yeah, if they're not supposed to be there, they don't like people. you for who you are. They're dealing with something internally. Because it's not a you problem. You're, yeah, it's not yeah. even a you problem. So internalize yeah. that shit. Really yeah. solve who you are. And it will help so many people around you. So if you are one of those people that's like, I'm a people pleaser, the best way to, pe- to please everybody around you is be to yourself. fix yourself. Totally. That's awesome. That's a good place to wrap it up. Um, Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Do you have anything you want to plug? I know we're in quarantine. and uh... Oh, this podcast is fun. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm doing, uh, if you also are sometimes depressed (laughs) and like dogs, go to at Zacho and Zeus. That's, That's our Instagram. That's me and my dog. We have a That's dope so ass web series. He's oh, the cutest thing it. ever. Awesome. He's voiced by He's my huge. Buddy. He's a what kind of dog is he? He's an English master. Oh my god. He's voiced it's by my roommate huge. and and good friend and incredible director, uh, Eric Freddy. And Diego Toronto. Yeah, we just get we just get really high <laughs> and write face. this shit and awesome. Love and post it. it. Can people see your stand up online anywhere? I don't post too much stand-up online. You keep it close to the chest. Yeah, keep it close. Yeah, and, um, I keep it close because some of it's not for everybody. <laughs> a lot of it's not for everybody. Not family-friendly. But 
if you go to Zacklin Zeus, it it points you into at Zach Orion, which is my actual. Okay, yeah, I was gonna Instagram. ask your Instagram. Okay, but any shows coming up? Go see Zeus. You want to see Zeus more than me, Justin? Do you have any shows coming up? Anything? When do you when do you drop this? He has uh, an aloe hair mask recipe he would love oh, to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aloe and the egg. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. If you go to Azak Orion, you'll see the shows I got coming up. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Doing Time.